You haven't heard of ginger ale for an upset stomach? No. Yo, dog, have you heard of saltines? Again, yes, but not for, like, treating illnesses. This is crazy. Yeah, saltines and ginger ale is, like, the go-to for an upset stomach. Yeah, you gotta settle that tummy down. Tuesday podcast episode 71 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Mike Boris. Here's Tyler Dryblatt. All right, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. Thanks for tuning in as always. God, I feel like it's been a really long time between episodes this week. I don't know. How about you guys? It's been about 168 hours. Sounds about right. Week sounds a lot right. shorter when you phrase it as 168 hours. Well, I was like, that can't be right. It is. And turns out it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like I skipped a week somehow. I mean, I didn't. So I guess that's pretty weird. But uh, so what's everybody got? I mean, Sam, you told us last week, but I can't remember. It's been so long. I have Avery Brewing's Karma, which is a Belgian-style pale ale. But it only comes in at 5.4%, which makes me a little nervous, but it'll be okay. Disturbed by the lack of Christmas spirit on this podcast, I've hitting you, I'm hitting you with round two of Christmas beers. It's not even Thanksgiving! Yeah, but I don't know. That's what like the new beers in the store are all Christmas beers now, so. Uh, I'm getting Bent River Brewing Company's Jingle Java Holiday Stout. It's a coffee stout enhanced by adding vanilla, caramel, pecan, cinnamon, and rum, giving it a flavor that is perfect for enjoying during the holiday season, according to the bottle. Wow. What uh, a Frankenstein of a beer. Yeah, which makes it just kind of sound like a really overprocessed coffee stout. We'll see how it is. 6.5%, 28.8 international bitterness units, and the bottle is redeemable for five cents in Iowa. Oh, nice. Yeah, just a little bonus for you listeners in Iowa that can do no action based on that information. <laughs> so I have a Bellhaven We Heavy. It is a We Heavy. It's a handcrafted Scottish ale. I've, I've been looking at this beer uh, a lot in recent weeks, and every time I've been like, oh, I feel kind of sick. I don't really want to go for We Heavy. Like, I don't want to submit myself to that much alcohol. And then I bought it today, and it's 6.5%. That's such bullshit. So, yeah. So I don't really know what that's about. It's like a really, really dark brown almost almost opaque but not quite the head disappeared pretty quickly it smells really good it smells i don't know it smells like super fresh grass is what i would say let me give it a taste it tastes nothing like any wee heavy i've ever had that's probably a bad thing it's not i mean it's not at all what i was expecting i don't know if it's necessarily i don't know i gotta drink more of this beer throwing me for such a loop how about you guys uh, I just had my first taste. It's really kind of a fruity smell. Then the the flavors, it's it's a little watery. There's not a whole lot going on with it, which I think is not super uncharacteristic for Belgian pails. It's not a style that I'm that into. But this one, it seem, it feels a little off the mark. Mine's basically coffee. Like, before I even picked up the glass, when I poured out the bottle, I could smell the coffee. Just very strong coffee odors in the nose. And then it tastes just like basically cold carbonated coffee. And then the flavor comes in at the end, and it tastes very artificial and not very good. 
I don't know. I guess you guys are both not into coffee, correct? Correct. I actually, I like coffee porters and coffee stouts, but I don't like coffee, which is Right, so if I said that, like, it kind of has that, like, fake vanilla, kind of slimy aftertaste that you get from, like, a coffee drink with that flavoring added, I don't know if you know what I mean, but that's basically what I'm tasting right now. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I used to drink those little uh, Starbucks things when I was a young lad that come in the the small glass jars. Yeah. Those suck dick. Yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't great, but this was when I was a wee lad working at a uh, recycling center, and I needed to keep my energy up, so I drank those because they had some caffeine in them. Oh, man, I couldn't think... It took me a while to figure out what you were talking about, but yeah, that's exactly what this tastes like. Just, like, a little bit carbonated, too. And then if you really try, you can get, like, some of the stout malts in the background but if i were blindfolded i would say this is just cold coffee gross gross yeah so what do you guys want to do first we talked about how i got super smash brothers and i'm still very excited about it yeah i guess if you want to continue to try to rub that in my face yeah everybody listening probably knows that sam and i used to love playing the old brawl and i guess now samuel has the new one which he's trying to rub in my face yeah it came out on friday and naturally i had it on friday and right. been playing it, been unlocking stuff, some new characters, some old friends. It's a good time. I, I think I might prefer Brawl, but I that might just be because I'm much better at Brawl than I am at this game, and I, I haven't nailed it down yet. Question, can you use a GameCube controller? Yeah, there's there's an adapter you have to get, which I've naturally already gotten. Because the, the only other... There's a bunch of types of controllers you can use. The only other one I have is, uh, like, the Wii U has this, like, tablet... And it is very difficult to play on the tablet, in my opinion. The layout of the controller is not great for a Smash-like game. Did you get the Wii U solely to get the new Smash? Yes, but I I got the Wii U a while ago thinking, well, I'm going to get it eventually for the new Smash. And there were other games that I kind of wanted, like the Mario Kart's pretty good. I played Pikmin 3 on it. That's a pretty fun game. Funny story, uh, I guess this has become the video game podcast, but the Mario Kart on the Wii that we have here at the house is just atrocious. And we always play, like, one round, like, everybody in the house, and everybody gets frustrated when we get these playing. Oh, wait, for Wii or Wii U? Just Wii, just the Wii. Oh. Yeah, I never played, I don't think I played the Wii one. I never it. play it. Oh, I thought it was cool. I'm still, I'm still a Diddy Kong Racing man, and uh, I'm still waiting on that much-anticipated sequel to the Nintendo 64 classic Diddy Kong Racing. What's your favorite character so far? In, in the new Smash? Yeah. Tough to say. I like Pac-Man a lot. <laughs> what are his attacks other than just waka waka waka? Uh, it's a lot of waka waka waka. He has, he has some moves that I think are allusions to other old school games. Okay. So it's not just Pac-Man, it's like a representation of kind of ye oldy games. There's a there's an item that just does Galaga at them. <laughs> Pretty great. But yeah, when you, uh, when you, your final Smash is you just go from the 3D form to your 2D form and you just control where you waka 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 around, and if you waka a character, it does a lot of damage to them. See, my roommate just bought Melee, the older game, so we've been playing that, which sounds like a step backwards, but it's still kind of fun for me, because I never really played it. Although, God, some of the characters really suck massive dicks. Like Pichu and Mewtwo? Oh, Mewtwo's so bad, how do you read my mind? Everyone knows Mewtwo's bad. Apparently, in the in the, like competitive circuits, when Melee was big... They were, like, the three best characters that everyone would train to get really good at. But then a lot of people would train to get good at Mewtwo. Because it was, like, a slap in the face. Like, if someone brought Mewtwo to a tournament and beat you, it, like, just was to dishonor you. 
Because he's so bad. He's so bad. It, it's incredible. But let's stop talking about video games. Okay. Enough with video games. On to an article. Ugh, I don't like any of the articles this week. Oh, no. Which is a silly thing to say, considering I put no effort into finding articles myself. So which one to start out with? All right, let's start out with the NewYorkTimes.com. So this is uh, brewing your own beer with help from an app. And it talks about some young friends in Northern Ireland who were thinking about making a brew pub. And then instead they made this little, like, I don't even really know what it is. It's called the BrewBot. And it's like a little all-in-one brewing machine, I guess. Which is kind of cool. And, like, it syncs up to an app that you can get, which gives you, like, recipes used by the founders and by other users. And it tells you when to, you know, when the wort is good, when the temperatures are good, when to add hops and, you know, all that sort of thing. So that's kind of cool, I guess. But it's like, how much money did they say it is? They have received 80 pre-orders at a price of... to $4,200. So this app doesn't actually do anything. It just displays the information to you. And then you like, it tells you like, hey, add the hops right now. Yeah. And apparently, I guess it's like all the tools in one also. But Boris, I think what you're getting at, which is what I also felt, is that is too much money for something just to tell me when to add my ingredients. For something to like read a recipe for you. Yeah. I, uh, and so, like, their idea that, you know, we need to be sharing recipes and, like, you know, providing a forum in which people can, can share and experiment with what they're doing, that's cool. And maybe if they just stuck to, like, a cool community app, I would get behind that. But do not try to make me pay, uh, uh, thousands of dollars when I can just go out and get some buckets and do this myself. Yeah. Well, so what comes in the kit? The kit's just like a brewing your first beer kit? Like, it says its main product is a stainless steel and wood brewing machine that's four feet by four feet by two feet and holds five gallons of beer. So that's yeah. like kind of this table, at least like four feet, I'd say. That's a big-ass box. So this thing does actually, like, there's like a stove involved, I guess? Is there? I can't imagine what else there would be. Like, I figured it was the this was the fermenter. I got like a brew-your-own-beer kit, and it came in a box that was like no bigger than one foot on any side. Yeah, I... I, we, we made a Mr. Beer brew that was very yeah. unsuccessful. I don't know. I think it's interesting that it says, the company says it's received 80 pre-orders at a price of 2300 to $4,200. The eventual retail price has not yet been set. Yo, you yeah, already got the pre-orders? Like set it to nine grand and then maybe drop the price after the initial release. It sounds like some fools got ripped off. Yeah. Or, like, is they, or these guys just have lots of really supportive, rich friends that are trying to help out. And like, the, the quote kind of the reasoning for why they made this is, uh, quote, it was a lot of monitoring and babysitting. We were setting aside five hours to brew a batch of beer, and it was taking nine hours. It was a lot of effort to achieve one batch of beer. And now they can just get that sent to their iPhone, but it's still going to take you nine hours to make the beer, right? It doesn't change the length of time. It's just now that your, your beer yells at you now. Are there push notifications on it? Like, would you just be playing video game and it would beep? And you would say, oh, time to put in more hops. I guess. Yes. Sends that information to a smartphone app that lets the brewer know when it's time for the next step. Sends it to your phone? Doesn't make any sense. It sounds foolish to me. Yes. I mean, this just sounds like you don't have the attention span to set your timer for 10 minutes and then check on the temperature of your beer again. I don't know. 
It's like, I guess it's cool that we can automate all this stuff, but like, in the end, you're not really saving us that much work. You're certainly sure. not saving us money. Yeah. Shame on these Northern Ireland entrepreneurs. Shame on you for trying to make a living and be inventive. Yeah. Get at with your nonsense. Well, do, just do better. This is why entrepreneurs yeah. suck. No one entrepreneur. We don't like it. Interesting stance to take, Boris. Uh, so as a uh, software developer slash programmer, I am no longer often. When I was in college, I was often approached, but I'm, no, I'm still occasionally approached with people's half-baked business ideas that they just need a developer to make for some laughable amount of money or no money or stock in a non-existent company. So I, I'm naturally skeptical of entrepreneurs, and this is not helping. That is amusing. I've never heard of that bias. This is funny to me. I've, I've actually heard of the same thing. My, my sister does graphic design, or she's like, her ambition is to do graphic design. Apparently, she has like put out feelers to try and do graphic design, and people will just say, oh, can you graphic design this for me? And she'll be like, I mean, I could. And they'll be like, great. And she'll be like, wait, are you going to like pay me here? And they're like, no. It'll be like an audition. But then, but th and then her services are no longer required. So I don't know right. what the benefit would be. I think there's similar fields in that people don't really understand the amount of time and effort they require. Yeah. And so people will be like, can you just make this website real quick? And it's like, no, that's not how that works. But the best is uh, whenever someone describes their idea as a Facebook of some sort, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, this is just like a new Facebook for like artists or for brewers or for somebody. And that pitch just immediately fails because no one's ever going to make another Facebook. Google tried. They couldn't do it. You're not going to do it. And Google's like pretty good at a lot of shit. And they actually made a really cool product. They just couldn't take the market. This is now the business podcast. Welcome. Let's skip from the business podcast to the porn title podcast. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Give people what they want. So one I'm almost certain I've used before. Okay, let's do it. Oh, all right. Do you guys have any? I have a bad one and I have Lauren's pick of the right. week. Right, got Lauren's. Okay, so let's do mine. This is about masturbating in the forest. Is it, is it like Throbin Wood or something? <laughs> no, I've done, I've done that before. No. Masturbate. So, is wood in it anywhere? Wood in it. Well, uh, plural. Woods? Yeah. Masturbating in the woods. This does sound familiar, but maybe it's yeah. because there's only so many permutations that this game can take. Forrest, king of this show, is like, oh, I already know it. This is from episode 38, you guys. And then he's going to send me an insulting gif in the mail. Did you say Boris? He did say Boris. Oh, I... Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> yeah, Lauren Lauren sent in an, an email specifically just to criticize Tyler confused trolley with dolly. And he sent a picture of a trolley and a picture of a dolly and then uh, the more you know gif. Now he's going to fucking send me a gif like a picture of Lauren and a picture of Boris and now you know <laughs> <or> some shit. <laughs> this, is, this is the same guy who gave us uh, 12... Titles that run the gamut from bad to horrible. I think yeah. one or two of them were okay. Okay to horrible. <laughs> right. We'll expand that range. Jeez, I don't know. Is is jacking jacking in the title or like? Nope. Oh, yeah. Do you know it? You're shaking your head. Three sex. No, I'm messing with my hair. Oh. Oh. Okay. Carry on. Do what you got to do. Three sex with your hair back and forth. Mm. That song's pretty that bad. Joke, that joke was so relevant. <laughs> she should tell us four hundred times in a row. There's that play, Into the Woods. Is it based on Into the Woods? No, it's based on a movie Becca and I watched last night. Is Woods in the title of the movie, or did you... Yes. yes. Okay. I can't think of any, man. Specifically, uh, male. 
is doing the masturbating. I just can't. Th- I'm. I just can't think of movies with woods in it. Hey, Becca, you seen any movies lately? <laughs> yeah. She did answer your question. She did answer my question. <laughs> oh man. I feel like we suck. It's been a while since we needed extra help, but I think we might need extra help. What sound would it make? Fapping. Yeah. Fapping in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Oh. Fapping in, in the, the woods. woods. Oh yeah, we definitely did this, and I couldn't make that leap because fapping in, in cabin don't rhyme. I'm almost well, I'm almost sure we've done this one already. Well, we did it again. Yay! Okay, so mine's bad, and I forgot it. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Ugh, fuck, it's bad. So some fellows are recruited, a small number of them, because they are uncircumcised, and that's what they needed. <laughs> what? That's what I have for I- you. If what? it was circumcised instead of uncircumcised, it would have been the exact plot of Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> but it's not. Okay. Some fellows are recruited because they're uncircumcised. Right. Group? Group? Yeah. No. A few hood men? Yeah. <laughs> a few hood men. Oh, man. Oh, hey, I just thought of a really bad one. Is it even worth doing or do you just want to just say it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it real quick. Okay. Make a guess. I'm feeling lucky. This is a porno featuring toys that start off small but get bigger. What, toys? Like sex toys? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess that's not really important. Ah, fuck it. It's the Extendables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never would have gotten that. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, let's do, let's do Lawrence. Okay. It's a Shakespeare work about the leader of all homosexuals. King, King Queer. Queer. Uh, Boris by a nose with King Queer. God damn it. <laughs> I think it might have been tape delay. It could have been. I thought it was going to take you guys longer to get that, so I took a bite of my sandwich, and now I just have a bite of sandwich in my mouth. And you chose to tell us rather than just finish chewing. Okay. So, last week, there was an argument over whether we were going to bleep as you it, but King Queer is fine. Well, shit, now we got to bring the bleep machine back out, but I think I think Queer you're allowed to say. Becca, our moral judge, is looking confused. She's taking her time issuing a ruling. I think there's precedent for it to be on the show. So we've def- there's that. We've definitely said that word unbleeped at least a few times before. Yeah. Alright. Well, we crushed another one of Lauren's porn guesses. Hey, that was that was a better of the ones that we've heard from him. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. So I I don't like I feel like it's been a really long week, but I haven't done any. Did you sell some shit to some people? Yeah, I I sold some old shit to some people, you know, some secondhand shit. Did you, by any chance, do any writing? R-E-A-D-H-B-O-O-K-A-Y! No. Oh yeah, right, you got seven days left in Writer's Month? Yeah, whatever. I submitted that short story, you know, to the paper. I ain't heard shit back from them. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. Well, you tried. I guess it's time to give up your dream. Yeah, probably. Oh man, so, okay, here's a story, actually. I went back to the school that I'm kind of... Like, I, I think I'm going to apply there. I'm definitely, I'm like in the process of applying there. So, I was like, hey, can I send you an electronic transcript, or do you need a paper transcript? And this is the same girl at the at the front desk, it's like a student worker, who sent me to the wrong place last time. Did you so tell that story? In, oh. One time I went to the school, and I tried to go speak to the counselors, and they just wouldn't let me speak to a counselor. This girl just kept on sending me to the wrong place. Like, God damn it, lady. I know who I want to talk to. <laughs> like, the same so, place or various different wrong places? Okay, so I've been to HSU. 
that's the school. I've been there like five times. This was like my third time going there. And I'd already talked to counselors twice. And I knew that's who I wanted to talk to. And she was like, oh, no, actually, you have to go talk to the extended education people. I was like, it's interesting nobody told me that the last few times I was here, but okay. Hmm. So I went to talk to them, and it, they weren't the right people. Like, oh. oh, you should go talk to the head of the program. I was like, okay, fine. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, you could talk to me, but this is really more about applying, so you should go talk to a counselor. <laughs> yeah, I fucking know I should go talk to a counselor. <laughs> God damn it. I finally talked to a counselor. And then so this time I went back. And it was the same girl. I was like, will, will you take electronic applications? Like, I think we only take paper applications. You want to look that up for me real quick? Like, all right. Yeah, we definitely only take paper applications. Like, I'm going to leave my phone number. And if you hear anything to the contrary, you just give me a call. <laughs> and like 15 minutes later, she calls me. She's like, yeah, we actually only take electronic applications. <laughs> God oh, wow. damn it. That's She's so funny. incompetent. Yeah. So th these would be your classmates. <laughs> If, yeah. you, if you were to go to the school. I really hope I you that, submit an electric, uh, an electronic application and it gets rejected and they're like, we only accept paper applications. I'll go there and I'll just, I, I'll burn the admissions building down with her inside of it. You could use your paper application as like a fire starter. Yeah. No. It's just like, oh wow, you were wrong again? That's absolutely shocking. <laughs> Cannot believe you were wrong for the fifth time in a row. Wild. So what, uh, what program is this that you're applying to? Environmental education and interpretation. So, what do you do that? What do you do with that? Well, okay. I'm just saying so, you already got one no. bullshit diploma. You really want another bullshit diploma? This one's a good bullshit diploma. This one's nice. Okay, what's it, what's it do for you? It's like a minor, I guess, and it's like all about how to be. It sounds like I'm going to be like a hippie teacher, is what it sounds like. But I think I'm going to weasel my way into being a park guide. You know, it's all about like teaching about environmental stuff and like making. Cool graphs. <laughs> you really have this one thought all the way through, eh, Tyler? No, no, no. I mean, it sounds like shit when I'm talking about it, but it's good. I don't know. Because, like, a park guide, you know, that's the person that leads you around the parks being like, oh, and this tree is blah, 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 blah. And over here, the battle of whatever was fought, you know? So, like, I've already got the history side down. I just need to know how to talk about plants, and this is going to help me with that. Okay. Cool. You're going to learn yeah. about cannabis <laughs> i think oh man so a couple like i've been here for like two years and the first couple months i was here this girl came to the door asked me to write a letter in support of in support of hemp and she was like do you know about hemp and i was like I, indirectly i know about hemp <laughs> i know a lot about almost hemp <laughs> and it's rope like quality rope making quality yeah for which we would all use the hemp and then I actually did write a letter like she wanted me to, and she never came back and collected it. What? God damn it. California sucks ass. Yeah. How about you guys? What have you guys done? Three Stacks and I hosted a pub-style trivia night in my apartment last night and recovered from my hangover about three or four hours before recording today. And it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of a lot of the, the folks that I don't see all the time all, all in the apartment together to do some trivia and... I got rid of some of my homebrew. I was kind of hoping to get rid of my bad homebrew, but people mostly just drank the good homebrew. We caught on to your yeah. trick pretty quickly, in which you tried to make us drink bad beer, and then we didn't drink the bad beer. I mean, in fairness, I, I wrote up a menu, because there there's just a bunch of batches, and I wrote the warnings on the ones that had some problems with them. For instance, under the wine, it just says, it's pretty bad. <laughs> 
Liz still had some wine. The, the problems include uh, this beer having been in Madison longer than I've been in Madison. <laughs> because the first time I met Samuel Ginsberg, he showed up with a batch of Skittle beer, or with a couple of bottles of Skittle beer, and gave me nice. one. Um, and lo and behold, one of the batches trying to get rid of today, Skittle beer. There's only like six of them left. So I know like you're involved, Sam, so it couldn't have been that classy. But when I hear you, you hosted like a game night for your friends, it just seems so 1950s. Well, I mean, it was mostly an excuse to get rid of some beer. Right. But I don't know. It did, it did feel like something that would not have worked in college. Like, we're just a little bit older now, so it worked, but... But then it devolved into playing Super Smash Brothers, so it felt a little bit like college then. There it is. Okay, well, what what kind of trivia was it? Just general trivia? Yeah, uh, Mitch does the same thing. He hosts Trivia Nights, and he he writes his own questions, and then he just gave does them to Does he really? Me. Of course he does. Of course, of course he, does. he does. He. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. He's pretty good at it. Had some good ones in there. You would have liked it. There are a lot of history questions. I like trivia. I know a lot about, uh, no, I know a little about a lot of things, including words and how to frame sentences. <laughs> Just a little bit about that, though. Just a tiny little bit. All right, let's move on to another article, unless Boris has done something super interesting this week. So Sam went to uh, his first rap concert a few weeks ago and told us about it. Oh, yeah. Apparently yeah. he didn't like it. I have now gone to my first rap concert, and I had the time of my life. Uh, I went to Run the Jewels which is Killer Mike and LP's new project, and it was dope as fuck. Oh, Killer Mike, we, we, in the, he has been sampled in this episode. Has he? Yeah, the, well, you don't, you don't hear the liners that I put in, but uh, the, the, Tyler, have you written anything for your book? Liner is, uh, do, you, do you know, uh, what's the actual name of that song? Is it, is it just read a book? Read a book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just him giving basic life advice, like read a book, and and use deodorant and buy some land, and uh, your body needs water, so drink that shit. It's a really great song, but the first one is read a book, read a book, read a mo fucking book, and then he says R E A D A B O O K, and that's the liner that we use. Cool. It's a great song. You should look into it. Yeah. Well, if you ever get the chance to see him live, you should do that because it was awesome. Were you rolling? Uh, I was not rolling. I was. Uh, just a little, little bit drunk. Have you, have you ever been rolling? I have I never have been, been rolling. I was at a concert recently in which I was offered LSD, and it crossed my mind to take it. But that's not rolling. I did not take which it. Which one's but rolling? That is my foray into uh, ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. Into drugs. Yeah, well, good to know. Should good I? Know. Have you? Is this? If you were, if you were to give out advice on the on the matter. Excuse me? Have, have, was that like, uh, well, you should try it? Or was that just like, uh, curious? No, I, I, I've never, never done ecstasy. I don't know. I yeah, think that's more for like rage so. than hip-hop concerts, I feel like. Yeah, you're probably right. But. Did you smoke a lot of weed? How about that? I smoked no weed, but there were definitely a lot of people there who were smoking the weeds. Naturally, naturally. All right, article time. So this comes from uh, a website with an unfortunate name. I'm not sure if it's... Sam thinks it's pleasedontletbuddie.com, which probably makes sense, because I thought it was pleasedontletbuddy.com. <laughs> that is what it looks like. So, I guess I guess it's pleasedontletbuddie.com. Apparently, Budweiser has, has a new tagline. It, it used to be, uh, grab some bud, 
and apparently they have quietly unrolled America's smoothest lager as their new tagline. Grab some buds was the old one. Yeah, grab oh. some buds. So it's a double entendre for both Budweiser and like buddies. Right, but yeah. also for marijuana. Probably not. Probably, definitely not. Okay, opinions. <laughs> so yeah, their their new tagline is America's smoothest lager. So before grab some buds, it was clearly just like. Hey, drink Budweiser, because make you popular, people have friends when they drink Bud. And this time it's actually saying something about their beer. It is saying that it is a smooth lager. Not just a smooth lager, but possibly the smoothest lager. Which, I mean, doesn't really mean much, but at least they're talking about their beer now, instead of just trying to maybe promote a lifestyle. I don't really think it indicates any sort of massive sea change at Budweiser, but it's kind of interesting to look at. Hmm. Well, they do have those really shitty commercials that they put on during football that's like, who would you have a Budweiser with? And it's a bunch of people like, hey, friends, I haven't seen you in six years. Let's have Budweiser together. And oh, I, man. I hate them because nobody cares about your stupid friends. Who would I have a Budweiser with? Somebody I don't like that much. A Mormon. <laughs> man, uh, I hadn't seen my Jehovah's Witness friend in a while, but he came back the other day and he had is Satan real? And uh, it's okay that you let me live for a while. Uh, just to reiterate, I believe he got a pamphlet that said, "Is Satan real?" You you were crap. You guys not up. hear me? Uh, you you went a little bit robot. Uh, Want to fill yeah. in? So the, the pamphlet said, "Is Satan real?" Uh, we're all dying to know. Whoa, dude! Spoilers. <laughs> their argument is great. I mean, obviously they say yes, Satan is real. Okay. But their argument is just so hilarious. It's like. Well, the Bible says other angels are real, and if you believe that, then you have to believe Satan is real. Well, well of course. you're assuming a lot of things about me, Jehovah's Witnesses. Namely that you don't understand logical fallacies. Yeah, it's very silly. But anyway, so, I don't know. I mean, anyway, back to this Budweiser article. they got this biggity change in advertising. They're trying to buy other companies. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're moving into a new, a new phase of Bud. I doubt it'll be a good phase. Maybe something's happening here. Can we just talk about this website for a second? Like, this is a multi-billion dollar company, Anheuser-Busch, right? They make Budweiser. Yeah. And... Wait, did why you say do it's they... run by Anheuser-Busch? Yeah. Anheuser-Busch makes Budweiser, right? So, but wait, why do they wait. have this, like, I don't ghetto... Think, I don't think the website is Anheuser-Busch. Right, but, like, please don't let Bud die. What else could that... I think this is a, a fan site. Just the, the fact that Budweiser motivated someone enough to make a fan site. <laughs> Whoa, this is a fan site for Budweiser? This is insane. I'm just, cranium. Someone has bought the URL plzdontletbuddy.com, which we can only assume is Bud Die. And so that, that kind of, you know, I could see that for like, please don't wreck the community center and build that new apartment complex. Like... That's the kind of website vibe that this URL is giving, like some sort of underground movement to save what is arguably the most successful beer ever made, in terms of money made at least. What, what the fuck is this website? Apparently, so I'm reading on the side, the guy who owns this website actually ran the Coors Brewing Advertising. Really? Okay. Apparently, that's what it says on the side. We're going to have to check this out. So, Beer Dan, I must assume, Dan. is his name? Uh, yeah, Dan Fox, yeah. a.k.a. Beer Dan. Dan Fox is a real beer guy, according to that link. That might have to be a follow-up article. It's blue text. It's blue text. Oh, that's great. Well, <laughs> at least he understands time. usability. <laughs> the last sentence of the article is, maybe Bud won't die after all, question mark? 
Dog, Bud is going nowhere. I promise you. Man, this is pretty weird. Now that you pointed out how, like, kind of oddly pro-AB it is, and then the fact that we realized that he ran the thing for Chorus, this is, this is all just weird. What's going on with Beer Dan? This is very strange. Well, Beer Dan's wife just left him. He's going through a rough time right now. <laughs> they call him Separated Dan. <laughs> oh, man, hold on. There's even more about Beer Dan. There's a little, on the on the left side, there's a tab, who is Hey Beer Dan? Hey Beer Dan? Who is Hey Beer Dan? Let's find out. Let's do some sleuthing. Yeah. Is that a Twitter handle? Three Sacks, can you please follow this man? He he uses the word legit, but he looks like such a white man. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That looks like every, like, executive picture that you see from a newsletter for a company. You can, you can easily pass him off as one of the Coke brothers. <laughs> I don't know. With a website, please don't let Bud die. I would believe that he donates millions to conservative groups. <laughs> So this guy's like a vice president of... Dan coined the term Frost Brood for Coors Light. <laughs> what? Did he like get caught in some weird sex scandal or something? Is that why he got like shat out of Coors? No, it's, now... because, it's because he realized that he loves Bud and he just couldn't work for their competitor anymore. Oh, right. It's because Bud is the smoothest logger, right? Wait, that... hold on. And then... So, okay, in the same paragraph where he says he coined Frost Brood, he also says that he told Hampton Inn's management to put a fresh daisy in every room. So this guy really comes up with the hard-hitting ideas here. He's an ideas man, in other words. Oh, wait, they didn't buy, they didn't buy that idea. Oh, he also pioneered the uh, large mouth uh, opening <laughs> on the cans. Looks like a logo here. I do not own it. Just assume Anheuser-Busch does. That's weird. Also, there's just these, there's these two pictures of dogs. Dan now writes this blog from an undisclosed Midwestern location under the watchful stare of two vicious Labrador Retrievers, which are clearly quite adorable dogs. So he's somewhere within 2,000 miles of us. We must find him. Man, if we could get an interview with this guy, it would be the biggest get we've gotten since the only get we've gotten was Noah. It was not really a big get. <laughs> no, Noah's been, Noah's been gotten by many. This is so weird. I'm so confused about what this guy is up to. I think it's mostly, like, the URL is really throwing me off. Like, I understand making a blog to talk about weird shit like beer logos and marketing techniques, but I, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he had a friend named Bud who, like, needed a kidney or some shit a while ago, and so he made this website, and then he was like, while I have, like, the domain name, I might as well use it for this, oh, too. Oh, fuck, I paid for a year. Right, but Bud already... <laughs> Let's assume that Bud got his kidney and is doing fine now. Bud, if you're doing okay, Great. please email BrewsDayTuesday at gmail.com. Maybe he thinks that Budweiser is really going to want this URL in 50 years when they're not doing so well. And everyone, <laughs> you, and, and please is officially spelled PLZ in common culture. And they're going to be like, oh man, we need the URL. PLZ, don't let Bud die.com. Oh, fuck. And he's going to extort the failing company. Yes. For everything they're worth. Indeed. <laughs> okay. So... In September, he tweeted, Did at Miller Lite just pwn at Bud Light? And then there's a link to an article, and then a, it's a picture that's just, just a black <laughs> screen with white text that says pwned. <laughs> Who told this 60-year-old guy about pwn? <laughs> Everyone should stop saying pwn, but especially people with gray hair. Oh, man. And you said we didn't have any good articles today, Tyler. I just didn't, yeah. Wow. I really didn't read enough. Three Hold seconds. On. Can you can, can you I, make a, an official Twitter for Bruise Tuesday and tweet at this guy that we want an interview? 
<laughs> yeah! Everyone who sees that tweet is gonna be so confused. <laughs> hey, Wait, what's this, wanna, what's this Twitter that I don't know about tweeting at this guy I don't care about? <laughs> I'm not really sure that I want anything to do with this guy. And that someone, like, people seem to just tweet at him with, like, beer advertising questions. And someone tweeted something at him and his response, and I didn't really read what the thing was, but his response was like, suits me just fine, babe. And I was like, I hope you know this person. I'm uncomfortable. This guy sounds like a maverick, and I need him on the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tyler, you're fired. We're getting beer, oh, Dan. Oh, I'm fired. Where did you, can I assume you found this on uh, Reddit, or? Is this one of the ones you found, or one of the ones I found? Where did this come from? Uh, yes, Reddit, then. Do we want to do any more of this? Like, because we actually haven't addressed the content, except for a little bit. I mean, like, I this... think, I actually think he makes some interesting points, and we haven't discussed his points of view at all. Okay, well, you go for it. Okay, so maybe, maybe I just care m more about beer advertising. I think, but I think that this is kind of cool. He, he gives a bunch of points, uh, that are, he says, these are the four noteworthy things about saying America's smoothest lager. One of them, I think, is, number three, is that it's a superiority claim. That... It's, it doesn't just say a very smooth lager. It's because it, it's hard to say whether or not something is very smooth. It says it's the smoothest lager, which means there are no lagers that are as smooth. And I guess because it's a superiority claim, it may require legal substantiation based on facts and research and taste tests. Ooh. So I think th that could get interesting. But then uh, he goes on to point out, like first he, I, he, I was like, oh man, Beer Dan, you make a great point, and then he goes on to counter his own point, because, you know, he's got to give both sides of the issue. He's a, he's a respected journalist, you know? And he says, well, you know, Coors says that they're the world's most refreshing beer, so when you say most refreshing, that is also a superiority claim, and uh, apparently it is, quote, just puffery, which does not require legal substantiation. What, uh, is, what is that quote from? Is that from, like, a... Hey, um, no, that, I'm, I'm quoting Beer Dan. Okay. Since we're just talking about puffery, I have the world's uh, most pleasurable penis. It's good to know, actually. See, if we can just, if we just legally make claims to whatever we want, I'm putting that out I, there. I think that it's the issue is that something like refreshing and smooth, like those are harder to quantify than, what did you say, satisfying? Yeah, let's go with that one. Pleasurable? Pleasuring, I think. I guess, I mean, those that's kind of difficult, too. Like, I think if they if they said you know, the cheapest beer in America, then it's really easy to tell whether it's the cheapest beer in America. And if, and if you said you had the smallest dick in America, it's really easy to tell that, yes, you do, in fact, have the smallest dick in America. Not what I said. Not what I said. It's just an example. But, but things like smoothness, I'm not exactly sure how you measure that, which then makes me think they have to do taste tests and then... I, I don't know if it's even worth it at that point. He's the professor of smooth. I could tell you exactly how we quantify that. Well, as the Duke of Smooth, I think you need to tell me. Nah. Has that, has that uh, Twitter campaign coming? I'm on it. It's coming begrudgingly, is so how it's coming. It, is it like a statement of where we're at in the advertising world that I didn't even think of? Like, this would not even stick with me. I would just be like, oh, that's another, like, bud, bud line. I would never be like, oh, like smoothest interesting like how did you justify that yeah smoothest i just assume that you're lying to me like i just assume that you did no clinical or scientific like research to figure this out and are just making shit up actually that reminds me of something i heard about that went down in the uk where i guess there's these two main rivaling tea companies 
PG Tips and the one Uh-oh. I forgot what it's called. And I guess Uh-oh. one of them, I think it's PG Tips, has instead of a regular shaped tea bag, like how I would expect it to look, like kind of a flat rectangle, it's like diamond shaped. And uh, I hope I hope you were gonna say it looks like a nut. <laughs> I was just the amount of you've said tips, you've said tea bag, <laughs> like I I don't know. Come on, guys, the porn segment is over. Just let me talk. Is it ever over? So I guess they said that because it was diamond shaped instead of the rectangle shape, that it distributes the the flavor more effectively. And they got sued for saying that. And then they showed research they had done, which backed up their claim, and the suit got dropped. And I was like, fuck! I wish I wish people were people did that shit here with advertising. Yeah. Like you you just hear stuff all the time, like video game commercials, the most epic game ever. Who can even tell you that that's the case? And I know you're lying to me also, because yeah. you aren't oblivion. <laughs> I just assume, like, when they... Because they always do that, but they're, like, quoting some movie critic or some, like, reviewer. And I just assume that they've, like, bought that guy a nice six-pack or something. And well, that's what's going on. It's probably that there are 4,000 different blogs that review. And, like, just law of large numbers, someone is going to think your game is really good, and you just have to find who liked it. I bet you that, that uh, if I went and grabbed my copy of... 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand, that video game exists. I bet you I could find a positive review written on it, even though it's just so hilariously bad you can't believe it. You play as 50 Cent. You Is work Blood on the Sand? Well, you're in the Middle East. And what? As 50 Cent is wont to do. Well, he had a rap performance there, and then he was like, yo, gotta get my paper. And they were like, we can't pay you. And he was like, well, you're gonna have to pay me. And they're like, well, we have this diamond-encrusted skull. Well, you take that. And, and, he, and, and he was like, yes, I will definitely take the diamond across his soul. And then someone steals it, and you spend the whole game, well, I only played about 15% of the game, but what I assume is the entirety of the game tracking down your skull. Oh, man. Can we stop having a Bruce Day Tuesday podcast and just talk about uh, this game for the rest of eternity? Can you just give me a play-by-play about everything that happens in this game? I, well, how about, we could, we could play online. You go out, you buy a PS3, you buy a copy of this game, the game will cost you about six bucks, and we'll play together and we'll just, we'll, we'll live cast it. It'll be, it'll be great and no one will listen. It just sounds insane. Do you know why it's called 50 Cent Blood on the Sand other than the fact that it's about 50 Cent and him putting blood on the sand? They couldn't just call it the 50 Cent video game because this is the second one. Oh yeah, uh, there's 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying, which is also a movie, I believe. Yes, that is a movie. So he's turned that into an album, a movie, a video game. And a sex position. And a sex position, yes. I what, gave her get the old Richard get Richard Die Trying. Or is that actually a sex position? How do you do that position? I, I, I don't know. I made that up, but I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what it would look I'm like. I'm so sorry, Stax. I'm sure Urban Dictionary has you, something you, to say you about that. You put your two bodies together in the shape of a dollar sign. It's extremely <laughs> difficult and doesn't feel very good. So should we just wrap it up, you think? Yeah, I think so. We haven't really talked much about the individual beers we've been drinking at all this episode, actually. So... Maybe we'll do a little more of an in-depth wrap-up than normal. You guys got a bunch of stuff to say about your beer? I do not. I had Karma, Avery Brewing's Karma, Belgian-style pale ale, 5.4%. And it, it smelled good. It smelled kind of interesting and good. And then the taste, it was kind of just like, kind of just wet wheat. And it kind of faded to the background. I noticed I stopped paying attention to it. Like, I forgot to check what it tasted like while it was in my mouth a lot of the time. Which, I guess, makes it drinkable, but at the same time, it wasn't... I don't, I don't, drink, I don't drink beer to, like, you know, get it down my throat as, as fast as I can, like I did for parts of college. 
I, I drink beer to enjoy it, and if and if I'm at the point where I forgot that I was drinking it, then it's not that enjoyable. So I'm going to give it a 3.2, uh, and I'm going to say this is maybe good for someone who wants to get the beer in them as fast as they can, but wants to look a little classy, like maybe a, a richer frat guy or something like that. All right. Yeah, so I had uh, Bent River Brewing Company's Jingle Java Holiday Stout. Why they felt the need to put holiday on this is really confusing me. It's basically coffee with, like, vanilla sweetener added. Uh, We mentioned at the beginning it kind of is like those Starbucks, like, Frappuccino bottles. I still stand by that. Definitely got vanilla. The bottle also advertises it as having caramel, pecan, cinnamon, and rum. Uh, I'm getting zero. They're 0 for 4 on those. Six and a half percent and very drinkable. Like Sam said, I was just kind of sipping on it and kind of forgot about it really while we were talking about enlightening things like uh, Dan Beer, Beer Dan. What's the dude's name? Fuck it. I forgot. Uh, hey, hey, Beer Dan. Hey, Beer Dan. S- wait, speaking of Beer Dan, sorry to interrupt the middle of your rating. Do we uh, any progress on this? Uh, you have a Twitter now. I haven't tweeted at him. We we have a Twitter. What's our what's our Twitter Twitter handle? Thursday Tuesday. Mm. So should we should we oh, like sport. should we like say that and shit? I feel like every use your Twitter? I feel like every podcast that I, I listen to at the end they're like our email is this our Twitter is this we love our fans something 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 but I feel like Tyler won't ever ever say that we have a Twitter also does Lauren really need another way to reach us I mean I would like it if you would start uh, leaving comments on our website instead of just sending rude emails that <laughs> only I can see because no one else checks it but yeah whatever okay. Sorry to, to bust in there. Go no ahead. worries. Yeah, so basically this is uh, cold carbonated coffee with vanilla sweetener added to it. Um, it's 6.5% and drinkable, so I'll give it one point for that. And I, I like coffee, I guess, so I'll give it half a point. And then it doesn't get any more points because the bottle's lying to me. Uh, I like black coffee, not vanilla sweet bullshit coffee. And yeah, overall, just like... I don't know. I guess if you don't like beer and you like coffee, I'll recommend that to you. I guess I'm giving it a 1.5. Just like, it's a fine beverage. I kind of feel like this is how I feel about New Glarus's shit. Like, it's a fine beverage. I would drink it, I guess, if I like sweeter coffee. But I probably wouldn't immediately recognize this as beer if you gave it to me. It's it's just like not really. Yeah, it's not really a beer. It has no beer quality. Anyway, so 1.5. I'll recommend this to you if you like sweet coffee and you don't like beer. This would be something to try, I guess. So, I guess it's just been a week of disappointing beer all around. I had Bellhaven Wee Heavy, which I was kind of excited about. I was like, oh, uh, a Wee Heavy brewed in Scotland. This is probably going to be pretty boozy and fun. And then it was 6.5% and, and tasted like prunes. So, it wasn't it wasn't fun. It really had more of the characteristics of a winter warmer, I think. You know, that kind of raisiny, pruney taste that you sometimes get. Mm-hmm. Except um, a winter warmer would be boozier than 6.5, just like a yeah, Wee Heavy one. Right? Like, it's just going to say, you know, 6.5 for a Wee Heavy just is, is crazy to me. I don't know what that's about. And I don't like prunes. Uh, that's not a taste I'm down with. So, I don't know. 6.5 is an okay percent for a normal beer and i drank it down fairly fast i guess so i'll give it a three but it really wasn't a good beer i guess i'll recommend this to people who uh, are secretly wanting a winter warmer but don't want anybody to know that's what they're drinking i don't know who that <laughs> the stigma might of be. buying a winter warmer that's so specific like i don't this just 
That's what it tastes like. That's what this beer tastes like, really. That's what I would have thought it was if I didn't see the bottle. Um, and not even a particularly good winter warmer. So I guess that's really all I have to say about it. Man, so the highest rating of the week was 3.2. Yeah, not a good... Don't drink any of these beers, I don't, guess, is really what it comes down to. Just don't do it. I might I might title the episode, Don't Drink These Beers. Unless yeah, you have yeah, one already or not? Uh, I mean... Hey, Beer Dan. It is who is Hey, Beer Dan. That's, no, you're right. That's a better title. Please don't let Bud die. We have so many titles. Yeah. Is Bud okay? Uh. So, uh, Sam, I imagine you're the only person with a beer for next week. Yeah, I have Southern Tier Double Rye Ale. So I'm not actually sure what this will be, but it sounded kind of interesting. Is a rye ale a particular style? I know I've I've, I've had beers brewed with rye. I think I've brewed with rye, uh, but well, there's there's Bear Republics. They have a, a famous rye ale. I thought they had a, there, it was a rye IPA. As I say, does oh, it, is it? I think Dogfish Head also makes like a rye IPA or rye IPA. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about any of this, but I I tend to like Southern Tier. It's been a while since I had something by them. But usually I like what they come out with. And also usually they bring it with the booze and they're they're at a, a healthy 8.1 on this one. So that'll be that'll be a, a healthy change. Yeah. And I will not bring a Christmas beer next week. So Jews are off the hook, I guess. Woo! Hooray! Yeah, I sure don't. Christmas. I'm just, I'm refusing to bring any Christmas stuff into the little store I work at before Thanksgiving is done. Like, one of the people who, who is a little less senior than I am brought me, like, a bunch of Christmas decorations to put up, and I was just, like, making an executive decision not to put those up until Thanksgiving's over. I'm just not doing <laughs> That's that. That's great. Talk about <laughs> egregious use of power. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. But uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening to the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. Our email is the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast at gmail.com. There's no the. There's no the. I know, whatever, Bruce Day Tuesday Podcast at gmail.com. It, you can't just hand wave that, like, yeah, I know. They don't know. You just said there was a the. They're going to type in a the, and it's going to go to okay, nobody. Fine, fine, it's fine, true. fine, fine. It's true. All right. Well, let me pull Sam out of my ass for a second <laughs> and let me and tell you our new Twitter handle, which is uh, Bruce Day Tuesday, at Bruce Day Tuesday, I guess is, is the correct terminology. So maybe tweet us over there if you must. And as always, don't let the bastards get you down. Tune in uh, next week for more of our hilarious shenanigans. Bye. 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 No, you get you, well. You get a little sugar, which is good for your tummy. You get a little dryness, which is good for your tummy, and you you get to, you burp out the sadness.